0: Welcome to sapphic survival guide class is now in session and we are happy to be queer to answer your questions i'm sev i'm gina and i'm cheyenne <laughs> and we are here today to talk about queer identity so mm. i think first we should kind of get a little bit into what the heck does that mean
1: queer identity to me is really layered especially because there's so many letters in lgbtqia plus and so For it's sure. sexuality it's gender it's gender expression and so there's so many layers to it but i really think at the end of the day queer identity is the way you see yourself and express yourself to the world and who you love i guess also and who you love or <sighs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> or <you're> is <laughs> that
2: yeah I mean he's so layered, wrong. or who you don't fuck yeah that's mm-hmm. true too it's definitely very layered and I feel like people tend to see that as like a bad thing and they're like oh they keep adding letters blah 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 but it just shows like how many like intersections of life there are and how like complex it is to be human and you know, all the different ways that we can define ourselves and find community.
1: Yeah. Hot take. I think that the heterosexual community could learn a lot from the fact that the queer community are so willing to create new labels to define ourselves and and push boundaries and things because there's so much to sexuality and identity really overall, even expression. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. That's really interesting because I was with a man for five years,
2: you know, and it's been five years since that. And, you know, sometimes it takes us a little longer to figure out, you know, what we like and what we don't like. And that uh, actually brings us to one of our first questions that we got, which is why am I so gay? And why didn't I know before?
0: It's yeah. a great question. Yeah, yes. such a good question.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the simple answer is compet, uh, because there's kind of like this default of you're straight until you're not. It's, a, it's like a self journey. It's not fair that we have to do it but that's I, f- I feel like a lot of people take a while like all of us low-key came out in our 20s I actually heard recently that Janelle Monae didn't come out until her 30s and I feel like Janelle Monet is a huge like they're like a huge LGBT icon and so it's never too late <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a cousin
2: who uh, was married to a man for 20 years and then wow. came in like, 40s or 50s or something. I yeah, feel like I've heard that a lot. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, it's, with- I feel like it's bit more common with, like, the
0: older generation. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Like, the older generation, as it became more accepted, it was
1: more like, oh, wait, I can live my mm-hmm. truth, you know? Yeah, I don't I'm like sure. the notion of like, I'm gay now or, oh, this person's gay now. And like, so exactly to once I was like, no, I was always gay. You're just seeing me in a relationship with somebody where you can put something tangible to it now.
2: That's mm-hmm. the only
1: difference. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And like going back to the question, I like, why am I so gay? You know, it's like, you're just living your own truth now, you know, like you're living in, in who you are and you're living as how you want to be mm-hmm. now. And. And maybe weren't open to the possibilities before based on where you were raised or who you were raised
1: by and things like that. Fuck. Like if I could just show my younger self, like you get to be everything you think you can looking back. I mean, RuPaul does this where it's like, talk to your younger self, you know, like if my younger self saw how gay I was today, I'd be like hype as shit. And it's just like, I didn't even know that something like this was like possible, Right. Right. you know? Not to get, like, emotional about it.
2: No, exactly. Literally, though. I feel like once we meet people who are in the queer community, that's when we start to realize that none of our experiences were original. I make memes (laughs) mostly aimed at, like, lesbian, bisexual, queer women, non-binary people, and, you know, I make so many like niche things that I'm like oh my god this is gonna be so embarrassing and then I get like hundreds of comments about how people relate or people sharing it tagging their friends tagging their significant others and then I feel like that's part of it like we when we were like in the closet and we were keeping this to ourselves we didn't really know how other people were I guess because you know we didn't have anyone to like connect with and relate to but once we start to like find community and converse with other people it's like oh I am normal for watching the Jennifer's body kiss scene like a million times like, <laughs> like we all kind of did that but what I'm saying True. is I feel like once we it's not even necessarily like coming out because I don't think coming out is necessary not everyone yeah. has to or wants to come out but I think once you know we come into ourselves and learn to accept ourselves and start like living authentically that's when we realize oh I'm so gay like this yeah. is what all the other gay people do too yeah yeah
1: and we'll do a full coming out episode for sure. Oh, yeah. I think part of the problem too is like well, kind of what you said. Representation really matters. It's so important, and I I don't think that people who have representation really understand that. I understand the irony of me saying that as a white person, but like I even understand like the privilege I've received in that area and in other areas that I lack it in, like the gay aspect. Like there's nobody that I could point to for so long that was like living the lifestyle that i wanted to live and so representation is really 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 important and i think that kind of on this question like how did i know before i actually i had a tiktok go viral where i kind of made a metaphor about like when they serve you sushi they just give you soy sauce that's the default condiment and so you're like everyone's like oh my god sushi is bomb and you eat sushi with soy sauce and you're like yeah it's great and then one day someone's like oh have you tried spicy mayo though and then you dip your sushi in spicy mayo and I was like this is the greatest thing ever I'm never going back and like that doesn't mean that I didn't like sushi with soy sauce I just didn't know that this absolutely better option existed that I will now crave and want and like can't get enough of because it's incredible like you have to have representation so that we know that there's so many different avenues to go on so that if you are so gay you don't have to wait until like fucking 25 to Mm -hmm. live it Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like what did you say soy sauce Soy sauce and spicy mayo.
2: (laughs) I feel like for me, your soy sauce metaphor, like you're like, yeah, it was good. For me, I was like, spicy mayo is what I've been waiting for my whole life. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to taste like this. Like, I don't want, I don't want this. Where have you been all my life? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) fuck the soy sauce. The soy sauce can go fuck itself. That's, (laughs) that was my uh, coming out experience. And then I uh, ate soy sauce for two more years.
1: But Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there are specific brands of soy sauce but it's like a select few and this is how i know i'm not like a full-on lesbian there are still not just celebrity men but real life men that i'm like hey so those soy sauces those soy sauces can still get it hey mark what's up (laughs) (laughs) i feel like for
2: me it's like strictly celebrity men i'm like oh he's very attractive but not like a I want to eat his soy sauce kind of way. But like, I want to look like him if I were soy sauce kind of
1: way. You know what I mean? I think that was one of our questions, actually. That was. I
2: was going to say, one of our questions
0: is, is it okay to love celebrity men, but not ordinary mm. guys as a lesbian?
2: Yeah. I mean, yes. I it's your sexuality. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say I love cel- any celebrity men, but like... Seven. Who? Seven. I know seven. Is, uh, <laughs> this is her man, but uh, I do have a little soft spot in my heart for Harry Styles. But the difference That's between well her, does. Well, everybody <laughs> my does. My girlfriend does not like him. She's like, I don't know why. <gasps> like, don't get her. Don't cancel her for this. We're gonna have a conversation.
1: <laughs> I feel Like celebrities are, like they're so different because the picture. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to say that like, celebrities aren't real people. That's not it, obviously at all. But yeah. like. At the end of the day, they have stylists, they have editing, they have glam teams, they have so much stuff. And so the images that we see, it's okay, I think, to be like, yeah, that person looks fucking amazing and I'm attracted because they've gone through a lot of work to create that image. And so I don't think, Mm -hmm. is it okay to to be attracted to celebrities, of course, of course it's okay. But that doesn't change who you want to date. I mean, I even said like real life men, I can have little like crushes on, but I, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm going to date them. Right. You, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dating men is not for me, but, uh, I do always say
2: my best friend said that I've been saying this since high school. I'd be like, yeah, I'd talk to Flavor Like, I don't care. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I've always said that too, to yeah. be honest. I don't like penetrative sex that's the issue but like most celebrity men like if they wanted to hit it like i'd be like yeah because i like will do a lot of things just for the story like yeah like, ever watch broad like, I city? city
1: i thought yes. City. that one episode where she's like with blake griffin and she's like so that's not gonna fit but there's a lot else we can do yeah, that would exactly. be you <laughs> yeah, i'd be like i'll give you a handy slave if you let me wear the the clock around my neck <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
2: that, i'm yeah. getting that
1: printed
0: on a t-shirt okay yeah. new york
1: that's our, that's our, <laughs> our like breaking headline will be like lesbian claims that she will give Playboy, Flav a handjob. <laughs> and i feel like people are gonna be
2: like you're not really a lesbian because you give play flavor a handjob." well you know what? I am a lesbian. Who's had better experiences than you because I'm willing to go to, go to the distance.
1: <laughs> what do you think no, about people know. making claims like that to you? Because I've had that. I mean, I've had people ask like, "Oh, are you still bisexual? Are you a lesbian now?" Which I find annoying because I'm like, it's not now. I'm allowed to be whatever. I feel like I personally haven't really had that happen. I feel like for me, it's more like men hitting on
2: me in bars, and they're like, ah, "I continue straight, girl. You know, you just haven't had the right dick yet. You haven't had me yet." And I'm like, "Go away, sir." Like. Like I literally... Seven, I were at a bar and this guy would not leave me alone. And then finally, I was just like, So you're trying to get strapped or what? And he, he was like, What? Nothing's going inside of me. And I was like, Well, nothing's going inside of me. And he literally ran faster than I've I have seen, never seen a man anyone. run yes, so ever.
0: quickly. Period, I though. love I it. Felt I felt
2: so powerful. Quick. I've never made anyone run. Away, it was <laughs> so funny. Actually, now that I think about it. So when I first came out to, my mom, you know, I was still with my boyfriend and I was like, Mom, I think, like, I called her crying. I was like, I think I'm a lesbian, like, freaking out. And her reaction, which we can go more into detail when we talk about coming out, um, but her reaction was pretty dismissive. And she was like, You don't even know, like, what you like or what you want. Like, you always rush into things, blah, blah, blah. And I had to be like, Mom, I had sex with a girl like I had to like tell her that because she I knew she wasn't going to take me seriously and she still didn't for a while and I did stay with my ex-boyfriend so that kind of uh, compounded that but I like had yeah. to like, I felt like I had to be like I had sex with a girl and I liked it like more yeah. than I sex with my boyfriend of three years because like I felt like she just was you know dismissing me because she was like oh she like hasn't been with a woman so I had to be like I don't know yeah I feel like you,
0: sometimes you feel like you have to like defend so on dating apps, I now go as queer, which we'll talk about later. I identify myself as queer because if I say bisexual, men are like, so how many girls have you slept with? And it's like, one, I'm a little baby and I have not slept with girls yet because I am afraid and intimidated by women. Another topic we will get into. But two, it's just like not your business, bro like I'm just here on Tinder trying to meet people and I don't feel like explaining myself to you and then yeah. if I say like oh none they're like well how do you know and it's
2: like because mm-hmm. I know I feel like that's a good way to like weed out the red flags though like oh you know, for sure know. like I
0: definitely do not speak to them after yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. that whole thing
0: happens but it's just like because
1: I know it's annoying because you don't ask like how do you know if you're straight and how you know like exactly have you sucked a dick yet like nobody gets sexualized the way that the queer community does. Nobody mm-hmm. has to justify who they are by experiences. And I think that's bullshit entirely. One of our questions actually is what makes someone a baby gay, which I understand there's different experience levels. I don't love the term baby gay just because I just think like you can, if you're gay, you're gay. Like, you know, maybe yeah. you're newly out, but Seb, you kind of like low-key identify as a baby gay which I'm not saying that's not okay (laughs) but why what do you think makes someone a baby gay like what do you think about that term I like it will
0: jokingly refer to myself as like a baby bisexual because I know I'm bisexual and I know I like women and I know I like non-men and men and everyone but Mm -hmm. I haven't had those experiences yet I only came out what two years ago and I barely date men let alone anyone else like I've been on two dates with women and I never really know how to like move from one step to the next like I like dating and meeting people I just don't do it and it's just who I am as a person so calling myself like a baby gay is like I'm learning these experiences and I'm getting them as they come to me and I'm still figuring that out. So yes, I refer to myself as a little, a baby bye because
1: I'm still figuring it all out. I mean, like, even if it's only been two dates. So I just feel like, again, like experience level doesn't equal attraction. Even if you had gone on 10,000 or one, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that makes, you know, any sort of, any yeah. sort yeah. of difference. And
0: when I say I'm a baby bye, I don't like think of it as like less than anyone. Yeah. It's just kind of my way to indicate to people like i'm bisexual i'm here i'm queer but i'm new to this yeah
1: here i've this we can cut this out if you feel like this is way too like it personal for me to ask you but just because of the one thing you said do you ever consider if you're on the spectrum of like aromantic like how you said you don't actually really want to date people like that doesn't mean you don't have sex with them like do you ever think about it just like talking about identity. I've <laughs> thought of it
0: before, actually. And when when I had my first boyfriend in high school, um, it was like three months, I think. And we had been best friends for five years. And the whole time I'm in this relationship and I'm like, am I asexual? Because I just do not. Oh. I'm not into this as I should be. And then, you know, we break up, a couple years pass. I'm like still thinking about it. Then I get in my second relationship and that was three years and I was like oh I am not asexual like I love this and I love being in a relationship and it was so much fun I have a disorganized attachment style so I don't I don't like putting myself in situations
2: where I get attached to people it's also a Capricorn and just like doesn't want to be vulnerable so let's just yeah I'm I'm like, <laughs> tell me about your feelings I'm a Libra yes. I'm
1: like I need you to know everything and I need you to feel it so deeply um, I'm so intense yeah yeah <laughs> so anyways So another question we got was, how do you shred your closeted persona after you come out? I didn't
0: shed a persona when I came out. I was more like just, I feel like in high school, I was a bit of a different person than I was as I began to find myself in college. And then once I began finding myself in college, it was more of like a, like I was leaning towards that anyways. And then it eventually got to the point where I was coming out to people and they were like, duh. (laughs) Like I came out to my little brother, I'll never forget. I was like, you know, I like girls, right? And he was like, duh. (laughs) But that's how it was for me. I feel like I never was like shedding a persona because maybe I've just always acted queer coded. So it wasn't really that much of a surprise. And I don't think I shred much of anything when I came out, but obviously
1: that's just my experience. Yeah. This one made me laugh just because I feel like people who knew me prior to coming out, really like people, basically people who knew me in high school versus people who knew me in my 20s, no very different versions of me. And I think both would be confused by each other. Like my friends in the city I live in now, I've never dated a man in this city. So they like can't even imagine me with men. Whereas everybody in high school just knows me as like a low-key kind of boy crazy because I just was young and I needed the validation that I was getting from men. And so I, like, sh- I don't know, as far as shredding your closeted persona, like for me, it was a matter of just be like, i don't give a fuck. And I also moved across the country and just got gay or when I moved. Yeah. I feel like for me, it was
2: a little bit in between both of your experiences. Like I was also pretty boy crazy, but low key, like I didn't have Much experience until like the end of high school because I thought we were just picking boys who were nice to us and being like that's who I have a crush on and like looking back I definitely had crushes on girls but I was just like oh I just think she's so pretty and I want to look like her like I wasn't really recognizing that as like a crush but uh I was in a sorority at the time and (laughs) I feel like that's where I had to shed the most of my persona was the sorority I was in we had like nicknames and part of my nickname was about how much I loved like hairy men which like like I'm not against body hair or anything but i guess it's the men part that i didn't (laughs) but i was also at like a very catholic school that i didn't want to be at and it was a lot of straight people and just like
1: but i feel like that was like the only persona i had to shed for the people who see myself or really anybody who's queer and you think that's not how i know them well then you don't fucking know them like anything you know about somebody is what they choose to show you nobody owes you more than what they want you to see And that doesn't mean I haven't always been myself. It just means that combat overshadows sometimes. Yeah, someone who
2: asked me a question for this, they were like, is it okay to mostly be in the closet my whole life? And, you know, I reiterated that coming out is like for straight people's benefit and because they assume- that we are by default straight but I also told her you know I was like if they're not gonna love you for who you really are then they don't really love you and like right I don't blame you for wanting their love because we all want our family's love like deep down but like they're not gonna love you for who you it's not genuine
1: yeah yeah exactly absolutely I think that's a good note and let's take a little break
2: we're back to answer some more of our listener questions
1: (laughs) what else is on the list
0: so our next question is can i consider myself queer if i'm bi and polyamorous but pass as a straight monogamous femme oh this is a good one
2: i mean Uh, talk about layered so we're assuming that the person here is in a relationship with a man and maybe not everyone knows that they are non-monogamous. And I think just on the very basis of being bi, yes, you can consider yourself queer. Not all polyamorous or non-monogamous relationships are queer. And even though you like pass as straight, doesn't mean you really are. I mean, I was literally in this situation when I first came out. Yeah, Um, that's right. So yeah, I- definitely would say that you can consider yourself queer, but you know, it's whatever makes you most comfortable.
1: Yeah. I feel like, can you consider yourself queer? Of course, if you feel queer, you're queer. If there's some, if there's something, you know, on our long list of letters that fits you, of course. I think the problem is more, I mean, I've said like that a society kind of assigns these default boxes. And so I think the frustration is more, are you being perceived as queer and how annoying is it to not be? Because if you are a man dating a woman, society deems that normal, the default, you just see two people, you assume that they're monogamous, you assume they're, I feel like people assume they're cis, they're straight, like anything that's the default, that's just the assumption. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the problem is more that we have to stop putting people into these default boxes and realize that not everybody is what they appear based on what we've assigned to them in our brain yeah yeah we have to just like strip those things from society because i don't think the problem is are you queer i think it's like why doesn't society see me that way exactly (laughs) so uh
2: we have another question is it okay to use gay and queer interchangeably
0: yeah. I like this one because I think I brought it up earlier, but on dating apps, I do label myself as queer. Right. To me, it's just easier. But when I say queer, it kind of opens a conversation. And there was a guy I was kind of seeing recently and he was like, your Hinge profile says queer, but I don't really know what that means. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I know what queer means, but I don't know what it means for you. He's like, because obviously you're here with me. Right. But like, do you also like women or is there something else? Like he was confused and it kind of like opens that conversation in a way that it it gives less assumptions to people in my book. And I like that. And that's why I use it interchangeably.
1: And I think it's fine to use it interchangeably, but it depends on how you feel. I mean, queer is such an umbrella term, which I think is why it's nice to use it sometimes because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there's not one way to be queer. Whereas because we're, again, dealing with kind of all of, not just the boxes, but the stereotypes, the norms that people assign to all of these words. And so sometimes, like, if you search for things using the word gay, that doesn't always include females because we have to use the word lesbian. But then do these words exclude trans people? Because nobody wants to do that necessarily even in their language or who they're attracted to. Like, even if I say I'm a lesbian, I'm not trying to exclude trans people. I, that's why I kind of go towards pansexual because it's not just women. But mm-hmm. that's what queer is kind of a broader term it's more of this umbrella term I was just thinking about how queer is kind of like the new umbrella term but
2: before it was gay so it brings it back to like yeah it's okay to use both because it was like gay pride gay bars like I mean I feel like people have been using the acronym for a long time but before it really it really was just like gay whatever and yeah Queer, whatever, because that's a bit more inclusive.
1: I think we've really like taken back the word queer too, from like, it used to be low-key like a slur in a way. And I never really experienced it in that capacity. Like that word wasn't something bad to me, but I think there were generations that, that was kind of used against them. And so can you use it interchangeably? Of course, but I think some people just haven't aversions to certain words i mean even i know some people don't like the word lesbian and when we were growing
0: up i think gay was more of a slur than mm-hmm. queer like the like, that's
1: so gay era yeah mean? yeah that whole thing Hil- duff the duff hillary duff
0: commercials
1: oh my
0: god you just have lots of memory in my brain <laughs> <laughs> i will never forget hillary yeah, is my hillary. queen but I think that's part of it is like we destigmatized it in a way that we turned
2: it to use for ourselves. Yeah, all the time. Like me and my girlfriend will be like, You're so gay. You're like, That was, so, you know what I mean? But yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like, We do that too. Or I'll yeah. like
1: sometimes be like, We're being yeah. really lesbian right now. Or like, Wow, that was really lesbian of you. Like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> fun though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's, you know, obviously not for
2: everyone. If it's been weaponized against you, I understand not wanting. To reclaim exactly. the word. it's a new one
1: yeah. and i also think it's complicated because they throw all of these letters into like the lgbtqia plus community and like i can't i'm not every single letter but i'm also like somehow expected to be a representation of everybody all in one and i mm-hmm. i can't be i can't be that that's not that's impossible for anybody especially because like i'm not trans and that's a huge sector of the queer community which i've dated these people i love i've loved these people and i i support them and they're absolutely close to me but like that's not an experience i can speak firsthand from but they've just like looped all these letters together and at the end of the day like is queer the umbrella i don't know but i also think there's a duty of for us whatever the label is to create a sense of community So that people have the representation, have the knowledge that they can live life down 18 million different avenues, Mm -hmm. not just one.
0: Exactly. And I think all the topics that we talk about are nuanced and they are complicated. And that's why we wanted to do this. We want to break them down and we want to talk about them and help people make sense of them and get three different perspectives on it because it just opens conversation in a way that we don't see it open that often.
2: Yeah. All right. Do we want
0: to move into the last
1: question? Yeah, I think this is a good kind of statement that came through more so than question. I mean, this is this is a, a philosophical prompt that we've got. I love this one. I like this too. This is our philosophical thought. I always wonder what labels will feel important when I'm a hundred and a hundred years old. And if it's even worth wondering about. This was actually
0: sent to me by someone who is non-binary, and a lesbian. So I like that they ponder this question because they are someone who's obviously very rooted in their identity as kind of two sides of the queer community. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to think about, like, will this feel important? I think there's kind up.
1: like two sides to that because on one hand, I don't think you need to label yourself so that other people can understand you. You owe no one an explanation for who you are, how you identify, who you love, who you fuck, who you, how you express yourself. Like, do you owe someone else the label? Of course not. But I also think labels can make you feel included when you can say, not only do I understand now what I am but there are other people like me the same thing when you were saying about the memes that you make when you're like oh everyone else has that shared experience that creates a sense of belonging and so like are labels necessary maybe not but if you find community as a result of them then I think they can be something good Mm -hmm. yeah
2: I feel like you, like, said, like, you guys were both so, like, positive positive, like, inquisitive. And I'm just, like, I don't want to live to be 100. I don't want to be thinking about lately. <laughs> I don't want to be that old thinking about
1: my I've done enough thinking. <laughs> so, but maybe it is, like, when, when you're, if you do live that long, like, will that even fucking matter? Right. At that point, no. Like, what will I have lived? Through?
2: <laughs> but also, at the same time, yes, because, you know, it helped me be a part of these communities and, like, find people like me and learn to put myself first in my life instead of living based off of other people's expectations it all comes down to like
0: it's your life it's your identity but like as long as you're
2: content in the
1: moment yeah then that's like that's your life man yeah I mean even like labels aside when you're 100 years old or however old you are and if it's your time to go I think you're not even gonna remember what fucking label or whatever you're gonna remember who made you feel good and who showed yeah. you love.
2: Exactly. Period. Yeah. Her. <laughs> All right. I feel like that's a good place to wrap it up.
1: I think so too. This was a great kind of first first class, our our one hundred and one. But there's so much more to explore, and so. If you like what you're hearing, if you're gay, we you know support gay voices, like us, follow us, write a review, and uh, make sure that you're just kind of on top of what we got going forward. Because again, we got a lot more to throw at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to keep up with us on social,
0: our Twitter is at Sapphic Survival, and then everything else is at Sapphic Survival Guide. That includes our Patreon, where if you want to see our beautiful little faces, you can go ahead and sign up there.
1: Sign up to, to see my out. hairy ass armpits, bitches. <laughs>
2: Same. <laughs> and you can follow me, Cheyenne, at HotMespian on any social media platform.
1: And I am on Instagram at Gina Finio. That's Gina F-I-N-I-O. On TikTok at bisexual Gina. And you can go to my website, ginafinio.com. And I'm on Instagram
0: at seven dot months s-e-v-e-n dot m-u-n-s i also have a twitter at seven months without the dot and on tiktok i am lucky dot sev
2: all right classes dismissed <laughs> <laughs>